Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Good morning, One Church. It's great to see you in church today. And uh, I just want to talk to you a little bit about vision today and a vision to reach our world. Do you know, God put in me a vision to plant churches and that passion still is alive in me, even today. And over the past few years, we've seen the growth in Gloucester, in Podsmead, in Canesham and in Bristol, as well as our our partners out in Zimbabwe, Kennedy and Prisco. We're grateful that the growth that's happened in our locations. But there is more. We are managing our now season in preparation and anticipation of the new. You see, it's important our leaders are healthy because that produces healthy churches. Thus our mantra, growing you to live big. Healthy churches develop future leaders and in turn, this gives us the capacity to expand and plant new churches. This year we will be investing more into developing leaders within our locations and planting a new church, an online church. This gives us the opportunity to keep linking people in as we go back into in-person services as well as set us up for the expansion for the future. Imagine an online church, an online version of ourselves that can reach anywhere in the world. How exciting is that? Let me lean into this idea for a few moments and share what God has put in my heart for us as a church today. How we can play our part in this wonderful opportunity. Let me read this verse to you. In Isaiah 49 verse 2 it says, He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. You see the prophet here describes himself or literally prophesies over himself that he is a polished arrow hidden in a quiver. I think this describes us as a church right now. A polished arrow hidden in his quiver. We have a picture here of something designed for a purpose. We are definitely designed for a purpose. We have a picture here of potential. We, are, we have definitely got potential. We see a picture here of protection. When something is concealed, it's hidden from unwanted attention. God is protecting us, preserving us, and lastly, preparing us. We have a picture of the final stages of preparation. That arrow has gone from a twig on a tree somewhere to a polished purpose, stages of preparation and we are managing the now season in preparation for the new. The quiver itself speaks of a holding place, a holding position, concealed in a holding position. The arrow is in the quiver, simply waiting for her partners. 
And we have two partners for an arrow to get to its target. The first one is the bow, which is the vehicle that propels you to your target. And secondly, the archer, the connector, the conduit between the arrow, the bow and the target. And of course, that archer is God. God has a plan and a purpose for us. And by opting into God's purpose, we give the archer those rights to hold us and to propel us into the future. He joins us to purpose and guides us into destiny. Do you know, a lot of times we get worried about the bow. How is this going to happen? What you need to worry about is the archer. The provision, the bow, will come. You see, the preparation of the bow is a different process to the preparation of the arrow. That's why it seems that we seem so far away from the vehicle that's going to get us where we need to be. We're thinking, God, why don't we put these two things together? Why? Because the process is very different. God has been preparing you. At the same time, he is preparing the bow. He prepares the arrow in one way and there's a different process to the bow. You have to be patient. I have to be patient. Church, we need to learn to be patient because God, the archer, is in control of these two things. He's the one who brings the arrow and the bow together to propel us towards the target. I remember hearing this statement saying, God's will is God's build. This is true. God provides a way for us to get to the target that he has prepared for us. If God can provide a path through a wilderness for the Israelites, a giant fish for the prophet, a wayward prophet at that, if he can provide fire from heaven, a floating axe head, if he can part the Red Sea and turn water into wine, if he can provide for your taxes through a fish's mouth and send angels to free you from a prison, I promise you he is already sorted the bow to fire your arrow. Stop fretting about it. He's got it. Trust him. Secondly, concealed does not mean forgotten. Let me show you two pictures. We have two pictures here that come up on the screen. Now, they're quite famous brands. You would have seen these. Uh, One is Amazon and the other one is FedEx. Within these pictures are arrows that are concealed. This one here, the Amazon Amazon one looks like a smile with a dimple, but actually it's an arrow, A to Z. Now you look at the FedEx one, this is a little harder to see, but can you see the arrow in this picture? It is concealed, it's not obvious, but once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Just because it's concealed doesn't mean it's forgotten. In Psalm 119, verse 11, it says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. In other words, I've taken what you've got, I've concealed it, but I've concealed it in such a way to keep it alive, keep it living, keep it active. I've hidden it in my heart. You know, sometimes we have a glimpse of our calling, we have an insight into our purpose, but the timing is wrong. 
If you're in that position right now, hide yourself in him. Concealed does not mean forgotten. If you're not in the quiver, there's a chance you'll be discarded. But if you are in the quiver, if you are hiding in him, then it's just a matter of timing. Actually, that we can go one step better. The Bible tells us, unless a seed goes into the ground, don't just hide in him, die in him. Unless a seed goes into a ground and dies, it will not produce the fruit. Sometimes you've just got to allow yourself to die in him. It's almost like, God, it doesn't matter. If, if everyone else forgets me, it doesn't matter. But if I'm in your quiver, I know I'll be fruitful one day because I'm ready to act in your service. He really do, he really does have this. Sometimes we are lost and clueless as to where we fit. Now here's the secret here. It's the same thing. Conceal yourself in him. Like climb onto his lap. Step into his presence. Say, God, I... I'm not sure what this is all about. I'm not even sure whether I fit. But you've got to get close enough to him to hear his whisper. These things are whispered, not shouted. Purpose, fulfilment of purpose, vision is always whispered. He will whisper into you, but you have to be close enough to hear that whisper. The concealment doesn't mean you're forgotten. It just means you're being readied and you can hear when it's time to go. He really does have this. I do want to say, before you shoot, prepare your aim. I heard a story many years ago and it's always stuck with me and helped me in my own personal preparation for visionary activity and visionary thoughts. It was about a, a salesman who went to a farm and he, he was looking for the farmer and as he walked onto the farm, he, he saw in the barn arrows protruding from the side of the barn. Several of them, like one was on the roof and there was some on the wall and every one of them had hit the target right in the centre. It was incredible. Eventually he found the farmer, he chatted, he did his business. At the end he said, excuse me, uh, Mr. Farmer, uh, who's the archer? He says, oh, that's me. He says, you're an incredible archer. I've just noticed that you've hit the bullseye every single time. The farmer says, oh, no, no, it's not like that at all. He says, I I climb to the top of the hill with my bow and arrow and I shoot the arrows somewhere towards the barn. And then I come down and wherever the arrow lands, I take my paintbrush and I paint the target around where the arrow has landed. The salesman just shook his head in disbelief he thought he was an excellent archer in fact he was just shooting randomly and if we're not careful that becomes our life too we just shoot randomly we know we've got these gifts and these talents and we without thinking we just shoot and if we're not careful we'll get to the end of our life and just paint a target around where our life has ended and well that would do won't it 
That will do. That will do. Everything about your life is what Jesus died for. Everything that you live about and breathe attracted God's attention right at the beginning of time. Before you were born, he watched over you. He is intimately familiar with your ways. He has plans and purposes for you. This is not about you shooting your life off randomly somewhere. This is about realising that there is purpose that you need to aim before you shoot. Fire, bang, aim. The world is full of people who have just lived aimlessly, drawn a target around where they've landed and said, well, that will do. And I just want to say to you, if that's where you are right now, do you know what? You can take hold of that arrow and say, God, I, this is not where I ever wanted to be, but this is where I've ended up. And God, will you help me uproot this arrow and let it become a polished piece? And I choose to, to conceal it back in you today. But if you're struggling with purpose, just hold your fire a little bit. Let me teach you how to aim. You need to line up your sights like a sniper. I know I'm mixing my metaphors a little bit here. Maybe on some of those modern bows, they have these, these sights. Right. But on, in, in, a, in a sight, you have this cross in the middle of it all. You have a, 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 a vertical line and a horizontal line. And you start to home in on where you're supposed to hit. And that vertical and that horizontal line help you get your aim. Tune in your life vertically and horizontally. Tune in your life because God is whispering to you right now. God is speaking to to us as a church right now and reminding us we do have purpose. We do have something to offer this world. We are here for a reason. And I want to be part of the archer aiming my life to fulfil his purposes for me, for my family and for this church. Think vertically. When I say think vertically, think Godward. Think Godward. In Psalm 37 verse 4 it says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now this sounds like, you know, if I, if I show some praise to Jesus, then God's going to give me my Ferrari. Now God's going to give me my dream home. Then God's going to give me this and God's going to give me the other. No, no, no. If you throw yourself into delighting the Lord, what happens is his desires become your desires. It should read, take delight in the Lord and he will give you his desires of your heart. You see, when you get close to Jesus, what he sees becomes what you see. What he desires for you becomes your desires as well. His ways are better than your ways. His ways are better than my ways. Lining up yourself with God on that vertical means his desires become yours. Secondly, horizontal. <laughs> Think others. 
I, th- I think sometimes we lose this. Sometimes we get so co- caught up in our own personal destiny. It's a very worldly way to do this. God says, don't just think about me. Think about the community I've placed in you. Think horizontally. If we look at another psalm, in Psalm 133, it says, how good and how pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Verse 3 of that same psalm says, It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life evermore. God's blessing comes to those who live in unity. This is community. This is us doing life together, living up your calling with others. God blesses unity over independence. Jesus didn't replace himself with another Jesus. He entrusted his vision into the hands of his disciples. These disciples became known as the church, the community of believers. The church of 2,000 years ago is the church of Jesus Christ and it's still the same church today. As we join together in unity, horizontal, and look up to Jesus who and delight ourselves in him, horizontal, we have the crosswire of our sights to see what our aim is for the future. This is how vision is fulfilled. The world says, flex your muscles. Jesus said, listen, I will demonstrate leadership through submission. The world says, trust yourself and do it your way. Jesus said, trust me, do it with me, do it my way. The world says, be independent. Jesus said, be interdependent. As Jesus wrestles in the garden, literally sweating blood through his pores and in his agony, he declares, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. He aligned himself with God's will, God's purpose. He lined himself up to the cross. The cross became his vision. The cross became the thing that sets us all free. Free to bring ourselves in submission to what Jesus has done for us. So this is my message for you today. We are managing the now in preparation for the new. This season we are in, we'll manage it. But tomorrow there's a day coming when the vision of Christ will be fulfilled through this church. This church will expand. This church will grow. Leaders will rise and leaders will be sent. Leaders will grow within the church to serve their community and communities and beyond. Commit your plans to him. Commit yourselves to one another. Commit your life to him. Even better, choose to die in him. Commit to serve one another. Commit to encounter with him. To commit to grow with one another. And commit to go to fulfil the purpose that God has for us. I pray for you now. You are not lost. You are not forgotten. You are forgiven. And you are concealed. You are an arrow concealed in God's quiver. Be patient. 
The bow is coming. Take aim and let's see what God can do in fulfilling his purpose through us. God bless you.